Hi there. I'm Keith Pilly, your art pal. Well, we are closing out season one. Thanks for listening all the way through. Unless you, for some reason, skipped straight to the end, in which case, well, still, thanks for listening to this one. You know, it, it's something. Anyway, in this episode, we'll be doing things a little bit differently. We're not talking about a specific work of art that's on display at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. Instead, we are going to talk about a view from a spot in the MIA that I think, and the museum seems to agree, uh, that this spot counts as a work of art. So if you're listening to this in the museum, here's what I'd like you to do. Get up to the third floor and make your way towards the architecture and decorative arts gallery on the east side of the building, the one with the big window wall that looks out over Washburn Fair Oaks Park onto downtown Minneapolis. If you're listening somewhere else, you can do an image search for downtown Minneapolis, I guess. Or honestly, just think about your favorite view of whatever city you like to think about. So in the gallery, and I get an immense kick out of the fact that this is a gallery the museum has dedicated to architecture. This is some good thinking. Uh, the museum actually has a gallery label posted in front of that gigantor window, listing out the names and architects of all of the identifiable buildings downtown. And I've just always loved that they did this. I can remember the first time they put that label up, although they've had to update it several times as the city has changed. I love it partly just for the information. This is how I first learned what a bunch of these buildings are and who made them. And that's important, especially for major landmarks like Philip Johnson's IDS Center, which for my money is the best skyscraper west of Chicago. Eat it, Woodman Tower in Omaha. But this view and the museum's explicit recognition of it is cool for reasons way beyond the informational. This is one of my favorite spots in the Twin Cities, purely because of the view. I can stand here and look at those buildings for half an hour at a time. And I love seeing how different light and sky conditions change the view, just like Monet's haystack paintings. For what it's worth, my favorite light condition for this view is just before sunset in December, as the sun hits all of these buildings from a low angle with this beautiful gold tone, it almost makes up for the fact that the sun is setting at 4.30 in the afternoon. Beyond that, I love this acknowledgement that art isn't necessarily limited to things chosen to be in galleries. A collection of buildings that went up semi-haphazardly over the course of a hundred years can be considered together as a work of art, even if, especially if, it's a fleeting, impermanent, ever-changing one. And I couldn't agree more with this idea. And I think it's a good thing for you to keep in mind as you move around wherever it is you live. Art is wherever you find it. It might be in a gallery. It might be in someone's living room. It might be sprayed on the supports of an overpass. You never know. If you keep your eyes open, you will see it everywhere. That's it for Season 1 of Art Pal. Thanks again for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, please please spread the word to other potential art lovers. And if you could go to iTunes or Google Play or wherever you found the podcast and leave a rating or review, that would help other people find the show. Season two will focus on works at a different Twin Cities institution, although I'm not entirely sure when that'll happen. Uh, suspense is good, eh? Watch the website or my Twitter account, again, that's at uh, Keith Pilly, for more information as it comes together. And as I've said several times, I am Keith Pilly. I have had editorial assistance from Rebecca Collins and Flores Lafontaine. Um, all of the music in the show is by the Awesome Boys. Thanks again, and I will talk to you soon.